Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. Yo, it's your boy Sleazeworld Go. I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove back. She choosing me. I like what she do to me. She say she feels safer over here. This is where the shooters be. She said. All right, y'all. So we got Sleazy with us off the porch today. How are you feeling? I feel good. Now you got the whole crew with you. Let us know who it is in the back and right beside you. It's my brother, Eddie One Hundo. My cousin, Two Eyes. My nigga Twan, Baghdad. Y'all know about Baghdad. Six guy, my nigga Poe. Mm. And basically, your friends are from all over. Yeah. <laughs> now, just talk about y'all's dynamic and, like, as far as the support goes with them. Shit, like, we like the dream team, for real. We all support each other. So that's how we got this far in the first place. Like, just the support. Like, we just been a team from the ground up. So, yeah. Now, you are from two places. We got Grand Rapids and Kansas City, of course. You did talk about the cities being slept on as far as artist-wise, and I will say that you are correct because I haven't heard a lot of people say that they come out of Grand Rapids or even Kansas City as well. Yeah. So just talk about that for us. Uh, shit, it's just like the cities like we coming up out of, like the industry overlooked them cities, you know what I'm saying? That's not like a music city, so it's like, it's hella talent there, but it's hard to make it out because it's like, ain't nobody watching that city. So that shit just hidden. It's just all hidden talent in each city. And how would you say you were even able to get to where you are now coming from those cities? Shit, for real. Grinding, the support from the cities, you know, and shit. Really the support from the cities. Like them support me, they playing my shit. Motherfuckers travel a lot. My shit was like my shit, my music travel with them. So it's like they'd go to a different state or they'd be somewhere else. They'd put a motherfucker here. Like my fans, mm -hmm. they want to convince everybody like this the best artist. So it's like every time they convince the motherfucker, that motherfucker convinced the next motherfucker. So like that shit just start circulating through the world for real. For. How would you say you were even able to like build up a good fan base for yourself? Shit, my music. It was just good music. 
and it was different. It was something different, so, you know, both now, of them combined, that's like, well, I'm yeah, sorry. that's the cheat code right there. <laughs> What'd good you say? Music, good music that's different, mm -hmm. that's a cheat code. That shit rare, so they just fuck with it. So I often wonder, like, how mm -hmm. artists are able to really keep their sound. Is it like you don't listen to other artists, or, like, how are you able to just be unique with your music? Nah, I listen to other artists, but shit, staying true to myself, like, what they doing with their music, that's their own type of art, their own type of craft. So it's like, that shit ain't got nothing to do with me. That ain't gonna like <laughs> make me go in the studio like, all right, bet. Right. You just did this with this shit. Let me figure out how to do my shit like that. Like, nah, that ain't, that ain't what it's about, you know? It's about creating your own sound and your, your own way with that shit. I love that. Now, getting into your background, what were some things that you was into outside of music? Basketball. I wanted to be a hooper. I didn't want to be no artist. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Was you playing like throughout high school and all of that? Hell no, nah. I was just playing in the streets for real. Oh wow, so when did music come um, about for you? Shit, that shit been around like since we was young. Like me and my brother, we used to like battle rap each other around like age of six. So it was like, we used to fuck with that shit, but I really just believed in bro as like the rapper. I thought he was gonna make it. That shit was my dream. Damn, so I'm trying to figure out, like, when did you realize, okay, I might be really good at this and we gonna pursue it, like, full time? Shit, for real, for real, it's like, coming from where I'm coming from, it ain't really a lot of options to making it, you know what I'm saying, being rich, you know? Like, my mindset, I always wanted to be rich. I couldn't be no worker, so it's like, I'm like, shit, I'm good at this shit, I know I'm good at this shit, let me just run with it, you know? And it was like circumstances, situations. It was like more so like motherfuckers just like doing the nigga wrong. And I'm like, shit, all right, I'm good at this. I want to make it so I can shit on them motherfuckers. So that shit gave me motivation too. And as far as like people doing you wrong, is it like friendships, like family, like that it was, type of it, it was a lot. It was relationships, friendship, family. Like it was like all that shit put together. Did you find that it was like therapeutic for you as far as jumping into music, just going through all of those things? Yeah, see, that's why I always depended on music. Like, I always went to music, like, when I was, like, dealing, like, with shit in life and shit. So, like, music always, I always had, like, a good, like, strong relationship with music. Like, I depended mm -hmm. on music for a lot of shit. You know, motherfuckers depend on weed, liquor. I depended on music. So, it's like, I already love music, hella. But I just didn't, I, I ain't love making music. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. just started, make, like, love making music. When would you say you just started love, uh, loving it? Like two years ago, 2020, I'ma say. Yeah, like 2020, I loved, I started it. Like, I ain't gonna lie, when I first made my first song in the studio, I ain't really love it, cause I ain't, like, I ain't know the hang of it, but after I started going to the studio a lot, it started really doing that shit. It started, you know, like going through life shit, and then going to the studio and expressing that shit. Right, that shit yeah. was another way of me, like, you know what I'm saying? To build that bond and relationship with music, you know? So I do know that you didn't really know you were buzzing like that until you got locked up um, in 2018? Nah. Or was that? Oh, that's not it? Nah. Oh, shit. Shit, when I, I started knowing my shit was going crazy with music, like on my music tip, it was like, yeah, like 2020. Dropped his first song. When I dropped my first song. So. Your first song, 2020. Okay, bet. Tell us about that. <laughs> uh, I dropped some shit called Sliding. Yeah. I dropped some shit called Sliding and shit. Uh, 
that's probably what you meant. I ain't know that shit was going crazy for a minute. Yeah, that is. You know what I'm saying? It, sorry, was, it was around COVID, so. When I, yeah, it had the summer jumping. Like, when I found out that shit was going crazy, that's when I'm like, all right, bet. My first song went crazy. A lot of niggas' first songs don't do shit. You know what I'm saying? Especially in a pandemic, like, yeah. Jesus. Damn, that's crazy. So did you, like, reach out to, like, any blogs to get your music out there? Or how did you go about marketing yourself? Nah, I never marketed myself. I ain't never, like, did no promotion. I just put my shit out. Oh, shit. Yeah, I always just put my music out. Even, if, like, the song that's going crazy right now, I never marketed that shit. I just put that shit out. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so would you say, basically, is it safe to say that you feel like you found your purpose with music? Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't tell, like, other rappers to not market that shit. But, like, me personally, I just never did it. Like, you know, like, coming up doing the music when I first started, like, I, I wasn't financially stable to just put money behind that shit. You know what I'm saying? Then it's like, shit, around us, niggas, like, I'm not paying for no motherfucking promotion. That's like paying for views in the hood. That's, that's, <laughs> that's shit dead. You feel, wait, so do y'all feel like paying for, like, you know, to get on the blogs, y'all feel like? Like, when I wasn't knowledgeable yeah, to the shit, did. yeah. Like, you paying for views or something. Like, yeah, like, I don't like it. You paying for promotion. Like, what? what? Fuck that shit. We can do it ourselves. Yeah, like. But now that we know, nah, it's smart as hell. Niggas, niggas ain't think that shit was like, like motherfuckers like look down on that shit for a minute. Like we ain't really know nothing about like, just the, the like motherfucking, the way to go about with your music career, like to make your shit take off. It's a lot of shit you can do. Motherfuckers pay motherfuckers to do TikTok shit. You know what I'm saying? But ain't shit wrong with that shit. You know, if that shit could make you a hit song that's gonna make you millions, do that shit. You feel me? Have people, do you have people around you that kind of help guide you as far as how to move as an artist? Uh, nah, I really like shit. Everything that comes, like when it comes to like just the music and like the brain behind the music, that shit just me. Wow, yeah. so it's like learning as you go. Yeah. And it's like I be knowing this shit. Mm -hmm. I feel like somebody taught me this shit in another life. <laughs> like I be knowing shit that I ain't never was taught like, I really? Just, like, yeah. give us an example. Shit, uh, just going about how, like, like, the steps I took to make it, you know? Like, all the right. steps I took was, like, the right steps to make it, you feel me? Right. And, like, I had to think of those steps. Like, I had to, like, you know what I'm saying, really make those decisions on my own. It's like, but I already knew what to do. So, it was like, yeah. Dang, that's crazy. So, I guess I want to know, like, your full-on journey then of... When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Basically how Sleazy's world, you basically taking us into your world. So we want to know how you got to where you are now. Shit, uh, back to the first song, 2020. I dropped that sliding and shit. The story about the sliding song. I guess you can say this promotion, but it ain't no paid promotion. Uh, I had uh, posted a snippet of it on Facebook and shit. And people got to comment on my story like, What's this song? Let me get this song. 
and I just, I had made a little snippet for it, and I sent it out to him. I'm like, I sent him the snippet, I'll be like, record a video. At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. In collaboration with organizations like 100 Black Men and National Urban League, State Farm provides high school students with the opportunity to learn and apply best practice strategies for saving and investing, all while offering academic support, life skills, and exposure to college access programs to prepare these students for life after high school. Check out 100blackmen.org and nul.org to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Video, you listen to this snippet, you know what I'm saying? And they record a video, and a motherfucker hit them up, and they give it to them. And be like, record, this the only shit we got, we only got this preview of it. So like, before I released it, that motherfucker was already going crazy. Like, motherfuckers like, knew the course already. So like, when I released it, Everybody caught on to the song. Everybody like, what's this song? What's this song? Because mm -hmm. they felt like they was left out because everybody already knew like the course and shit of it. So, motherfuckers felt like they was left out or like late to some shit. That was hard. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Dang. So when would you say like, I guess I would ask you, what would you say were like some major lessons that you had to learn as you've been on your journey with music? Uh... Shit, the, the, the main lesson I had to learn was like, uh, believing I can be something big, you know? Cause like, we're just the cities that we coming up out of is like, nobody really make it out them bitches. So it's like, you ain't got nobody to like, give you hope, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you can't look over and be like, oh, my uncle or a motherfucker I know that went to school when we made it in the music industry, you know what I'm saying? Off of rapping, so it's like, you ain't got nobody to look at in your city. You ain't got no hope, you ain't got no faith in that shit, you ain't got no belief in that shit, so it's like, a lot, like, a long time I ain't believe I can make it, for real, for real. I had to start seeing that shit happen. I do wanna ask you, what advice would you say for any upcoming artists who just feel like they cannot make it out their city? Really that, just believe in yourself. You gotta make motherfuckers believers. That's that's like really the main thing, you know? I had to make a lot of people believers, you know what I'm saying? Like when I first came out, motherfuckers like, that's a one hit wonder after the sliding. Motherfuckers like, he ain't even top in the city. Like he ain't gonna make it to this next level. So it's like, I had to make people believers. Like you can be good at some shit, bro, but you gotta make the next motherfucker believe that that shit good. Like I said, my fans, it was making motherfuckers believe like I'm the next hard artist, you know what I'm saying? So. Oh, wow. So they were saying that you was going to be a one-hit wonder. I mean, yeah. It's always going to be motherfuckers that's going. Every song, though. Every song. <laughs> so I know, especially when you were going viral for Sleazy's flow, they looking at you probably like, okay, is he going to make another? Man, I ain't going to lie. With the Sleazy flow, they said that. They, they said, like, because my shit was going crazy before TikTok. Motherfuckers don't even know that. So it's like, my shit was already past a million some million some views before TikTok. I was at like three million on YouTube before TikTok, you know. So like, motherfuckers was saying like, he paying for his views because they ain't never yeah. seen that shit. That was their motto. Like, that was their motto. Where we from? They don't see that. So they like, he paying for, paying for that. So shit. they was like hating basically. <laughs> they listen. When a motherfucker, I, I learned uh, one thing. I learned is like. When you when you from when you from a place, motherfuckers feel like it's like when your child leaving home to college, you know what I'm saying? You don't want or like say for example, 
my brother making it. Like he finna go somewhere important in life, but I can't come with him, you know what I'm saying? Or my mama finna pay for him to go somewhere, but she ain't paying for me to go either. I'ma try anything to be like, nah, hell no, if he going, I, I, like he can't, if I can't go, he can't go either. So I'ma try to make him stay at the crib with me. It's the same thing with the city, you know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers will look at you like a motherfucker making it out the city and they can't come with them or they ain't do it first, they gonna wanna bring that shit down. They like, hell no. Nah. Oh, they don't wow. want that shit to happen. It's motherfuckers that's in the city like that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody ain't like that, but it's people like that. That don't want to see a motherfucker leave because you ain't taking them with them. So would you say that it's in, you basically had to like move out of your environment just so you could go farther? Nah, I'm still in the trenches. I ain't really let that shit bother me. That shit don't mean shit. I, got, I know the bigger picture. The bigger picture is putting the whole city on, making sure there's a lot of motherfuckers that's, that came up where I came from. You know what I'm saying? Make it out too. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck about the motherfuckers that's hate. That shit don't mean shit. They in the crib. Right. You know what I'm saying? On their phone all day. They ain't got shit, you know what I'm going with their life. It's like only far right. they can go, you know what I'm saying? They life damn near over now. So it's like shit, they like shit, I ain't make it in my lifetime. Let me try to stop this young nigga from making it. You feel me? Or use him to make it, like. Yeah, so it's like, that, that fame shit, that shit, that shit, that shit a drug to the world, you feel me? Man, especially with social media, Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's a lot. Hell yeah. <laughs> So how would you say that, um, how would you say with your recent success, you've been able to remain humble and not let the, the buzz around you right now get to your head? Shit, I'm a humble person, like, you know, I'm a Capricorn. We don't really do too much. We kind of notch a lot. So it's like, I don't know, just, I always been humble my whole life, you know what I'm saying? Even though I'm rich, I got money now, I don't even move like I'm rich or I got money now. I still feel the same when I was broke. Really? But I just got money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like when I be about to buy shit, I be like, that shit too high. You hear me? That shit too high. That shit don't make sense. You feel me? So I want to ask you, whenever you reach a certain amount of success and you feel like you have a really good amount of money, what do you plan on doing with it? I mean, I got a good amount of money already, but it's like, it's so much goals that I want to reach. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, this shit just the beginning. And then I'm so focused on my music, like, I ain't really been focused on the money. I just been focused on getting to where I want to be in my career. Like, that been my main focus. I've been on the road doing these promo tours. I've been grinding, like, doing the groundwork. Because, like, that shit really what matters. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm really in this shit to become one of the biggest artists. I ain't in this shit just for the money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like whenever um, you go into it trying to chase the money, that's when you start to crash out. Facts, you get to doing dumb shit, you know what I'm saying, for, just for the money. You, that's what's changed nigga's sound. They start making music for the money. They ain't making yeah. music for, for their fans no more. Yeah. They making it for the money. And like how people are telling them to sound. like, Because yeah. you know when you reach a certain level, you got a lot of people around you. So it's like... Whoever they see as like the biggest that's telling you need to sound like this, like yeah. you know they start changing their sound. I hate that shit. Yeah, Don't fine. change your sound. <laughs> no. Don't change your sound. Now I do want to ask you, how were you even able to discover your distinct sound that you have? Shit, you gotta start off by finding out who you are as a person, like discovering you. You gotta know yourself inside out. If you want to be an artist and really be something different, you got to just know who you are first. You can't just get in that shit, like you said, like just looking at other artists and be like, shit, I want to do music because it is artists. Nah, you got to want to do music 
because you want to, you know what I'm saying, tell your story or who you are and shit like that. So that's like really the main thing about me finding my sound was just me finding out who I was and shit. Um, what would you say is like the growth you've seen within your artistry from big sleeves till now? Shit, they all chapters. So it's like, it's definitely a growth, like the quality, uh, the way I just ride beats, my flows is different, you know what I'm saying? Like it's always gonna be a level up, you know, so you go through life, you go through different shit. Mm -hmm. Me being in the studio, I learned that bitch, you know what I'm saying? I learned that bitch, now I mastered that bitch. So it's like, now nah, this new project that's coming out, that bitch gonna sound totally different from the first one. So yeah. Now with this new project coming out, how would you describe the vibes on this? I mean, that shit, uh, it's all type of vibes, you know? We got that sleazy flow vibe, Baghdad flow vibe on that bitch. We, we talking our shit on that bitch. Uh, yeah, it's just me. It's like my whole sound. Like I'm, I'm introducing the whole, I'm, I'm introducing like this. You know what I'm saying? The sound of Sleazy, you know? Like, yeah. Sleazy Flow was just the introduction to this tape. Right. Like, it's introducing you, like, that's why it's called Sleazy Flow, like, the well, shit put all together. All projects, all your other projects, you can hear the sound in that Like, like, when I was telling you and shit, like, I feel like somebody taught me this shit before the life. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. Sleazy flow, like I already had this shit planned before I even thought of this tape. Like sleazy flow is basically like me introducing. That's why his name Sleazy Flow. I'm introducing him to my flow. The tape called Come Here, and it's like me telling the world, like, come on, that's my sound. You know what I'm saying? That's why you think about the Sleazy Flow. Sleazy world. Tape called Come Here. Like, come listen to this shit. It's a new way. Hey, I like that. Yeah. That's dope as hell. Now, even speaking of going back to Sleazy Flow, I know you got people doing freestyles now. Yeah. Oh, wow. So what's that like? That shit cool. It's cool to see, like, you know, bigger artists, like, big artists. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not, like other good artists, you know, see what they do on the beat. You know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying? His name after me. Like just like my sleazy flow, my flow inspired motherfuckers. Like it, it got motherfuckers wanting to hop on that bitch. Like that shit that hard. Everybody wanna make a remix to that bitch. Dang. Everybody wanna do a flow now. And the reason I even asked you that is because it's like when you recorded the song, did you even think that it was gonna do what it's doing? Yeah, I thought that bitch was gonna do that. It was. Yeah. You felt it like you was like. Yeah, it's crazy because like all the all the songs I made, I ain't never felt like. Cause I make good music a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a like I'm a hard critic on my music. Like, so I don't, I ain't saying that to be cocky, but I make good music though. Like I ain't gonna make shit that's whack. So it's like with that song, I just knew that shit was different. Dang. I knew it was what I was trying to get. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Out of all the times I was making music, like this is what I was trying to get to. Like. Yeah. How, how long would you say you were sitting on this song before you decided to release it? Shit, like three months. I sit on my shit. You say you sit on your stuff? Yeah, I sit on my music. Because I be having shit. I be having plans for that shit. Like, I be having plans for that shit. Do you so feel like, like it's, a, it's, a, it's a time for everything. Like, you really got to make sure you drop shit at a certain time. You know what I'm saying? I was just gonna ask you going into that. So do you feel like it's working better for you to just like have a strategic plan instead of just drop, drop, drop? 
Nah, for sure. Cause it'd be like moments of life got different sounds to them. You know what I'm saying? Like if you look back and like of a memory, it's a song you can like think of and be like, man, that should remind me of those times. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like when I come, like when I'm picking the songs I'm finna drop, it just gotta remind me of the time that I'm in. I don't give a fuck if the next song, the other song harder, but if that shit don't remind me of what I'm going through right now or what's like just going on in life right now, I ain't gonna drop that bitch. So where would you say the inspiration with Sleazy Flow, how did that come into play? Shit, real, just real just introducing, yeah, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Just my personality, real putting action. it in a putting it in a song, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My sound, like this sleazy flow. You feel me? It's a new sound. Now this new project, come here. What would you say? Well, actually, cross it up. This new project, come here. Um, what would you say is like the influence of this one? The influence? Uh, I ain't gonna lie, making this. Making this project, I thought about my son the whole time. So, in the cover is me and my son. So, yeah, for real, for real. Oh wow, how you like fatherhood? That shit, everything. That's like the most. That's like the main thing I'm happy about in life. How are you able to balance like all of this around you, and of course, spend the, a good amount of time with your son as well? Shit, when I ain't busy, I ain't doing shows, or I ain't, you know what I'm saying, shooting videos, or out of town, taking memes, or. You know what I'm saying? On the radio, I'm with my son. So it's like, anytime I'm not doing shit, I'm with my son. Ain't shit else. It ain't shit else to talk about. Right. With my son, then. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> now, talk about the creative process with Kamir. Uh, shit, I ain't gonna lie. The project Kamir, I, I really finished that business before I even signed my deal. Really? I did it like in the midst of like meeting labels. I did that shit in each state. I did that sh I got songs from LA, New York. I got songs from everywhere. Like I was just recording on the go, like in a moment. Oh shoot, so we getting like, this is like. Organic, like. That shit an album, low key. Three weeks, nigga, whole tape down. Do you got any surprise features you can talk about? Nah, we got, we got <laughs> some shit coming. We got some shit coming. Now, what else can we expect from you this year? Shit, more hits, more hits. Shit, more shows, big shows. I really want to go. On, I want to go on tour this year. Uh, but yeah, we we on, we going to the top this year, man. We we breaking this new sound as a whole. You feel me? So it's like. Yeah, that's what's coming from me. I want to break a lot of artists too out of these cities. You know, rabbits, Kansas City. So it's like, got my label starting that shit up too. So, yeah. Now with your label, you already got the name and stuff for it, huh? Yeah, Sleazy Work. He's a change right here. Oh shoot, y'all wait. Now, do you have anybody signed to you right now, or are you? Nah, not yet. Not yet. Oh, that's super dope. And is there any artist that you want to work with this year? Kodak, Riley. Yeah. I can definitely see that. For sure, the Kodak, too. Y'all yeah. would go crazy together. That'll be hard as fuck. Now, before we wrap up, any last words or shout outs? See? Nah, bro. Shout out my nigga. Shout out Sleazy Wood. <laughs> shout out my mama, your son on TV now. Yeah. <laughs> How you, man?
man, she choosing me. I like what she do to me. She say she feel safer over here. This where the shooters be. She say ain't no paper up over there. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba.